listening to Fidget, a BFRB podcast. How's it going, Adele? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it's uh, it's going good. I'm feeling stoked about 2021. <laughs> ready for change. Yeah, ready for change. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of podcasting to to be done. A lot of exciting <laughs> things for our show. Um, yeah. I think it's perfect because I think 2021 is the year of realization. Like mm. things are going to come together. I think we've all had a lot of time on our hands to prepare things and think about what we want to do. Mm. And at least that's the sense I'm getting from people around me. It's, right. it's time. It's like a, a spring being compressed. Exactly. To, yeah. Are, are you a New Year's resolution person? Mm, I used to be and I think it's become important for me to not take them too seriously because otherwise I put too much pressure on myself and then I get disappointed when things don't happen according to plan. So I I have vague resolutions where I sort of think about the year ahead but I don't hold myself accountable. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's an opportunity for for projecting without being too serious about it, I guess. I think that sounds like how everybody does New Year's resolutions. <laughs> but they don't hold themselves accountable. <laughs> but I don't expect to hold myself accountable. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the difference. I don't yeah, make yeah. any promises I can't keep. Yeah. No, I think I think a whole year is a lot to commit to. I think I think I'm much more at a week by week basis. Mm. Yeah week by week basis. Yeah. Are you a new, new, new Year's resolution person? Um, yes, I, I, I think I am. I would say on the spectrum, I'm more yes than no. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. My friend, me and my friend Hillary, shout out to Hillary, we okay. like make hashtags for our year. Oh, um, so okay. I think... Do you have one for this year? Well... The one that I remember most vividly was two years ago, which was like hashtag get healthy 2019. And that was the year I was supposed to use my health benefits. <laughs> was that your resolution? Um, yeah, I, I went to the acupuncturist. Um, That's so cool. It was, um, yeah, a lukewarm experience. <laughs> I did use my health benefits. So it, from that perspective, it was a success. Were they completely um, covered? Or did you have to still still pay for part of it? I think it was covered like eighty percent. Okay, so, that's not yeah, bad. That's pretty good. I feel like um, when they cover fifty percent, it feels like a trap to me. <laughs> it's like they want you to pay for acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So, anyways, um, for for twenty twenty one, I'm almost of like, like. I could almost go two directions. About a month ago, I had, I had a conversation with a friend and she's like, Jason, like, do you see yourself as an ambitious person? And I, I was sort of like, not really. And and then at a certain point, she's like, you know, Jason, like, it's a, like, don't be afraid to ask for more. And like, you know, don't be afraid to like push yourself. And like, yeah, I, I think I like, I like uh, connotated success like add negative connotations around success and I like mm, I don't want to be successful um it's like <laughs> too complicated and stressful but but then again my friend was like you know like it's okay if like that's what you want like don't be feel feel ashamed to like aspire for more mm. um so at one point 
I thought my 2021 resolution was going to be hashtag aspire for more. <laughs> but then, so that was maybe a month ago. But then over the last week, um, I, I read this book and it talked about, um, or he kept on bringing up this phrase about uh, like different seasons in your life. And um, he talked about how in life you have growing seasons and pruning seasons. And sometimes in life, like the most growth happens immediately following a pruning season. Mm. And he talked about pruning as like, yeah, just an intentional step to like, yeah, just cut back, do less. Um, And another thing he talked about or like the way he talked about it it was almost as if um it was almost as if like pruning was like you know how people say like oh like what's your product for the year like what new thing do you want to take on the way he framed it was like okay like what new thing do you want to get rid of Mm. Um, so I really liked that (laughs) so so is your new year's resolution to just give up on a bunch of stuff (laughs) yeah 2021 time to give up (laughs) that's a great hashtag (laughs) um, i I haven't quite decided i have like two days to decide if i want to aspire for more or prune Um, right well i mean can't you do both isn't the idea that you would prune in order to aspire for more or aspire for different things Okay, yeah, I mean, well, again, only time will tell. <laughs> yes, for listeners out there, we're actually recording this in 2020. <laughs> Just letting you uh, in on a little secret. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, I think the seasons idea is really interesting. And when you said that, I thought you were going to talk about a different author whose name I don't actually remember right now, but my sister read this book about. Uh, it's actually about like menstrual cycles and this author has written about um, the different hormonal changes that happen um, in that cycle and the way she describes it is the seasons that your body goes through so it's more on a like month-to-month basis I guess but um, and it's really interesting because a lot of the book is about learning to know your own body and what's happening in your hormonal cycle and how that impacts how you experience the world. And so she talks about um, the, well, I mean, I think the one that I always remember is the winter, which is when you are sort of like preparing, I guess, for the beginning of your menstrual cycle and you feel like very introspective and you feel like just sort of like being at home and with yourself and like comfortable and um and that's a really important time to acknowledge that and sort of do what your body needs at that time so that it can be ready for spring when you have like feel like going out into the world more and um starting new things and yeah. and so I think that's a really interesting and helpful metaphor because if you're always I, I think of myself and like how in my job, for example, I always have presentations. It's like pretty regular. It's throughout the year. It doesn't matter uh, what part of my cycle I'm in or what season it is. But um, there's something to be said about like trying to schedule certain types of activities at a time where it makes sense for your body and your state of mind. So Mm. I think that is kind of like just 
I guess, brainstorming right now <laughs> could be a hypothetical um, New Year's resolution. The idea of being more attuned to what my body is going through would be a really good one. It's something right. I've been working on for a while, but like, yeah, that's what that made me think of. Okay. I, I think there's like a, a pruning aspect to that. Yeah. Like, you know, you, yeah, cutting back, introspection, you know, not not taking on new new projects per se. Um, mm-hmm. the, the book that I just read, I'll shout out the author. His name is Donald Miller, I think. And the book is Scary Clips. So yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. Scary and, Clips. Yeah, it's just a, it's a memoir of him, like, like the year before he gets married and he goes to this like group therapy thing and he just kind of realizes all these patterns he's had that um, like put up barriers that like get in the way of intimacy, I guess. So like mm-hmm. his whole life, he is, he, talk, he talks about like being this actor and like performing for others. Um, but yeah, that's like not what a marriage, you know, that's not like sustainable long-term for a marriage. And he's kept a lot of like, even within his romantic relationships, like people at arm's length, like he was still performing and like impressing his like significant other. Um, but right. anyways, so good book. That sounds like a great book. I'm going to read it. That's another resolution that I would hypothetically consider to take them seriously um is reading more and you know this is something that I've thought about for a long time but it's actually really challenging for me I think I have a bit of a block because uh, sometimes this is something that affects me currently or it's just like an association I have from the past but um reading has been a an activity that really seriously triggers trichotillomania for me. It's like, it's actually really hard for me to read and not pull my hair. And it's something that I have to be really mindful of, like try to go into a room where there's someone else or like think of having my fidget toy before I start reading. But even that doesn't work sometimes if I have a lot on my mind. So yeah, I think that's something that's frustrating because I feel like I've missed out on a lot of like reading time and have chosen to do other more manual things or like go do things instead. Mm. So that would be a cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up before I forget. So the menstrual cycle book that I just mentioned is called period power by Maisie Hill. Okay. So that's one book I want to reread. And okay. Thanks Maisie. Thanks Donald. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of which, Adele, how is your beer club being this week? Mm, good question. Uh, <laughs> I think it's actually been pretty good in the last few weeks. Um, and this week has been pretty good. What's interesting about this week is that I have noticed it affecting me, but not in the usual way. Usually, when it starts to get a little worse, I start pulling from my eyelashes first, probably because they're the most visible on my face. And like, I don't know, it's just more, they're more of a trigger. But this week, it hasn't been that. It's been more like from my hair a little bit, like when I felt triggered and my eyelashes are actually growing out, which is super surprising. And then sometimes I ha- I think I have like a bit of dermatillomania on my legs, like where I start 
um, picking a bit at the skin and like ingrown hairs and stuff. It's like a real trigger. So, but I think part of it is that it's more hidden. So it's like, oh, if I don't want to give into it, it's like, well, this doesn't count. <laughs> but it's a very similar behavior. So, um, yeah. but yeah. So, and I think it's surprising because I've I've had kind of a weird week, like there was Christmas and I've been away from my family and like I had this weird dating incident (laughs) that like was very unexpected and made me really sad for a few days and then so considering all those things I'm pretty content with how things are (laughs) okay yeah yeah Yeah. how how's your BFRB this week yeah, um, mine's been good. I'm uh, I'm fortunate enough to spend this holiday season with my family. Yeah, um, they're yeah, I mean, close enough. I don't have to go on any flights or anything. And um, yeah. <clears throat> one of the like, uh, it's funny, like Adele. One of your dream scenarios of fidget and like what, like what, basically the reason why we're recording this is that yeah. we can like have it as a a way to like facilitate difficult conversations with people so um, my mom's not very technologically savvy but in the week that I've I've been um yeah staying with my parents I was like hey mom I want to like show you this project that I'm working on and me and her like listened through uh the our pilot episode um and yeah it was just so much easier to kind of have that difficult conversation with her or be like you know like here are all these things that I want to say but I don't always know how but right. like I've, I've recorded it with Adele <laughs> so like let's play so you can hear them yeah. um, so it was just a really nice experience to uh yeah be able to listen to it with my mom and like afterwards I'm like hey so like do you have any questions? And she's like, yeah, like you mentioned this and, you know, what about this and this? And so like from, from it, it became like a, a launch pad for our conversation that I definitely, uh, I mean, again, like that was probably That's the most so fruitful conversation I've had about it with my, with my mom wow. ever. And it was basically, I mean, I think through, fidget helped me have that wow that's a a big bfrb step in the right direction win (laughs) yeah that's amazing that's so exciting that is exactly the point (laughs) so i'm just curious like were there any specific topics or questions that hadn't come up that were prompted by this Mm, well um it wasn't so much prompted by it. It was, if anything, um, again, this a scary close book yeah. that talks about um, the importance of intimacy and I, I don't know, just like vulnerability and like making sure that, uh, well, this concept of like being known by your community and like, do, do people know you? Do you know other people and are you known by other people? Mm. Um, and so, I mean, BFRB is a big part of my life and I don't always know how to share it. And 
um, I just like woke up one day being like intentionally like, hey, I, this is something that I wanted to share, but I don't. Again, like I'm trying to like going back to episode one with the waterfall and agile. Like I was trying yeah. to waterfall my way into this perfect situation where I could like explain it to my mom. Yeah. Um, but like I, I've waited for so long and that moment's never happened. So um, it in its like clumsiness, it was almost like ah, mom, like I want to show you this. I don't know how else to bring it up, but here we go. <laughs> Um, that's so cool yeah wow nice and I'm sure I mean that must have been really special for her as well for you to share that wow (laughs) yay good things see 2021 man we're just setting it up to be the best year ever (laughs) oh man yeah yeah I have to like remember to send the link to our podcast to several family members every time it comes out because they either don't have Spotify or like don't know where to find it. And it's really sweet because they all really want to listen, but they're like, you have to send it to me every time you release an episode. So I think we should maybe start a newsletter because I mean, maybe just for my family members. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I'm really excited by the fact that they want to listen and that they like bring it up in conversation too mm. and like want to follow up on something that I've said or that you said and um, like one of my friends who lives in another country like I barely ever talked to him but um, care about him a lot and he contacted me and was like oh yeah like I'm learning a lot and he like showed me a photo of his thumbs than he had put on tape because he like picks at his thumbs Mm. and he's like I'm trying this to see if it helps but it's like yeah it's just really cool because I know that he's listening to the podcast so um yeah I think it's really sweet that people are are definitely opening up more about it right now Mm. so pretty stoked that's so nice (laughs) that's so nice yeah yeah um Cool. Uh, I I did have a I, I did have a, a topic. Oh, good. Um, okay, because I did. Let me just start us off. Um, it is it is inspired from another podcast. Uh, my friend Lucas has been asking me to listen to this episode or to this podcast. He 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 tells me about it literally every time we talk about it. I'm always like, yeah, I'll listen to it. Well, finally, I finally started listening to it. So thank you, Lucas. Thank you for your persistence. It's called, um, it's called Ologies with Allie Ward, and. Okay like ologies it's like oh it could be like biology psychology you know but then they come up with really strange ones like scorpionology or egyptology and and they just like invite on these experts and so the the first episode that i listened to was called the fearology or the science of fear Mm -hmm. and um in it yeah they're just a lot of really juicy topics uh one um yeah, <laughs> one um, one that I'll, I'll start us off with is this idea that um, like our body's response to fear is the same as stress. Like our body, it, like they they don't mean different things. It's just like 
us as humans, we've created like the English word for fear and stress and we've dissociated the two. Mm -hmm. But what our body knows is they're the same and they like trigger our fight or flight response. And um, so where this uh, fearology lady, I wish I could remember her name, but um, how she got into this is she started studying um like rats in a centrifuge <laughs> basically God. like um like it was in, like, we're stressful it's <laughs> stressful it was it's um it's with like uh i think nasa asked her to be like okay what are the long-term effects of you know like physical stressors on the mm. body you know, uh, will you digest correctly? Like, are you still going to poop properly? <laughs> Who knows? Um, and um, well, what she found is like, yeah, when, you're, when you're, your fear, your fight or flight response is triggered, um, your body starts shutting down and starts rediverting energy into like escaping basically or like fighting off um, the, the lion or, or whatever that's, um, that's coming at you and so that's like when you're stressed and you're like oh my god like you're like your adrenaline's racing you, you're like hyper focused um you can you know maybe be quicker but you know your your skin regeneration isn't um mm. isn't going to be prioritized digestion isn't going to be prioritized um and so uh, that's like that's what stress looks like on the, our body and that's what fear looks like on our body but as a society um we are taught, uh, I think she said, especially in America, like for us to be fearless, like to, to like push down our fears, you know, fear is a bad thing. And to be afraid is to be weak, mm. but to be stressed is like good. Like there are like <laughs> positive social connotations with stress. Like, Being oh, busy. Yeah. You got a lot going on. Like so many people like want to talk to you and, and um, you're achieving like, things exactly but it's like the body doesn't know any different and it's still like freaking out yeah that's really interesting that's such a good point <clears throat> yeah I remember learning about this in an anxiety course that I took at UBC um mm -hmm. where that's when I learned what butterflies in your stomach mean and I I it's so funny to me that I didn't actually learn this until I was 22 or something you know it's something that I experience so often because I'm nervous about a lot of things but yeah it's the whole idea that your like digestion is slowing down because your body is focusing on all these other things that it thinks it has to do to run away or or fight or flight or freeze um mm. yeah and so it's there's all these indicators that I think mm. we take to be normal like like I expect to have butterflies in my stomach before a presentation but maybe like maybe it would be good if I could get to a point where I had fewer it wasn't affecting me as much <laughs> because mm -hmm. that fear is so it is affecting my body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well so then then she goes into this point in the episode where like um we so us being stressed or us being afraid is we're responding to an external stimuli, but um, that external stimuli could be real or perceived. So right. if we think there's a tiger behind that tree, we'll get stressed. But if there's actually a tiger jumping at us, like it's the same response and our body is like kick is like um, ramping up to, mm -hmm. to respond similarly on, on both fronts, whether or not it's like a, 
a perceived tiger or an actual tiger. And with that, um, like, she's like, you know, you have to really be careful because that's when your own mind can trick yourself into thinking that, like, things are more stressful than they are. And so then she took this step back of, like, you know, like, if you think about what are the things that made you stressed or made you afraid within the last, you know, month, six months, a year, how many times has a tiger jumped at you? Probably zero. <laughs> But how many times have you like incorrectly filled something out on a tax form? And then it's like, oh no, you know? But like when you incorrectly fill that thing on the tax form, your, your fight or flight response is still triggered and you're still stressed out. You're still afraid that some, like some negative consequence is going to go on. And like, I think basically she was saying like, you know, remind yourself of, um, when you put yourself into that state, um, there are very real repercussions on your body. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this is making me think of so one thing that I've really worked on in the last year is noticing my gut feelings a lot more and acting in, uh, I guess, in accordance with them or at least taking them seriously and then choosing how to act. So then what's the difference between having a, a gut feeling about like a feeling about a situation that's not really rational? Like maybe there's no tiger, but you have a feeling that like, I don't think it, this applies to the tiger, like that tigers are around maybe um, versus like imagining things going wrong and then putting yourself unnecessarily through this stress. Because I, I don't know how different the physical sensations are, but I do think that gut feelings are important mm -hmm. to let yourself feel and acknowledge. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So I don't know if this exactly answers your question, but this is what, um, this is where my mind went to. So she talked about, she, she tried to map out the fears and like what, what are the common causes of fears? Um, and uh, she she said she could she can trace all fears down to two like core fears. One is the fear of um, like getting out of control, like the fear of losing control. Um, and another one is the fear of not being enough. Um, and that's more like a, uh, like a social rejection fear or like feeling inadequate or something. And so a lot of our fears, um, yeah, st stem down to those two, um, core, like critical, they, 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 they core critical human nerves. Um, but then I think she says there's a lot of power in being able to name that and being able to like, um, like be, I, I think once you've named that, you can put it into perspective of, okay, am I truly going to lose control or am I truly going to, um, uh, yeah, like not be perceived as enough, like in this event of, oh, I accidentally filled out the wrong thing on our tax form. You know, you could get caught up in that and like stressed, but like, can you take a step back? Okay. Like, worst case scenario what's going to happen mm. so, or some from the government's going to call you and say like hi i think you made a mistake like i'm going to fine you an extra ten dollars or whatever yeah or they it's just like, correct your mistakes that's what they did for me and i was like wow i didn't realize how many mistakes i could make on a form <laughs> okay 
yeah. Um, and, but I, I think like if we like like if our, if our we let our imaginations run wild we can be like oh my gosh this is the end like i'm gonna get i'm i'm stressed about this but like mm. once you've once you've taken a step back and be like okay you know i made a mistake it's not that big of a deal this is not something to be stressed over and right. that's what i that's why i wanted to say like okay you know you you have these gut instincts but you've also been like socialized to oh i don't want to make any mistakes because um I don't want to look like a fool and being a fool means like, Oh, I'm not, um, yeah, like I'm not enough or something, or, um, I won't be socially accepted or something. Right. Like, so maybe the difference is that, or the, how to reconcile the two is that, I mean, you can have the gut feelings, but you also have the capacity to like decide to recognize them, figure out what it is that you're feeling and, what is a reasonable course of action to address that gut feeling rather than letting it take over your, like your physical well-being? Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think it is still a good thing to listen to your gut reaction or your, your, to, to like notice your, your gut feelings, but not necessarily to react to them. Like, does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like if you notice them, you have the power to decide how you want to act. Like, okay, am I going to start panicking or not? Um, but if you don't notice that feeling and you bypass that decision and you go straight to panic, then that's bad, right? Yeah. So or you go straight to like not yeah. doing anything, which can also be bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Um, like, I, I think what she advocates at the end of the episode is just like, yeah, um, this this emotional training, like just start noticing when you start feeling things. And um, like, again, that point that I brought up earlier around fear, it's like people, you're, you're afraid all the time, but society has told us we're not supposed to have fears. And so we don't acknowledge them. So we don't talk about them, but they're still yeah. like underneath the surface and we're still like afraid and stressed. So yeah. she's like, okay, you know, like spend some time noticing when you're afraid. And as soon as you start noticing it, hopefully then you can also train yourself to like make those decisions around am I going to panic or not and will panicking improve the situation probably not but anyway. <laughs> yeah hmm that is a, an interesting point hmm. I'm trying to think of the things that bring me fear in my everyday life versus or what I consider to be fear versus stress and What's interesting is that I think I can tolerate a lot of stress. Like I sort of um, have at least – I'm trying to do this less now. But I've I've allowed myself to take on huge amounts of work and like commitment and um, just, yeah, being busy has been something I've – I don't know if I've idolized it or not, but it's definitely been a big part of my life like throughout school. And um, But on the other hand, I'm like – there are a lot of physical things that I just won't do because I'm afraid. So like, I'm like pretty afraid of heights and I won't like throw myself. <laughs> I, I like, don't like diving from high places or <laughs> like doing anything that's physically risky is really challenging for me. And in that case, I allow myself to sort of give into the fear, I guess. It's like, Oh no, I don't have to do this. It doesn't feel right. 
But on the other side, I will allow myself to feel very stressed to the point where it affects, you know, my BFRB, my like digestion. I, I saw a naturopath for a while and I just was like having just digestive, digestive issues and I didn't know what was causing it. And then it turns out that like a huge part of that was just how busy I was. Like there was no time for my body to recuperate from the busy day. And so I couldn't actually like go into parasympathetic mode to that calms my body down and like allows me to digest properly. It's like, Mm. why is, yeah. So I guess it's exactly to your point about this is okay. And this is not okay. And I, I mean, so when I heard this ologies podcast, the thing that sort of like triggered in my mind is like this idea of like using the word stress and be like, okay, I can explain my default state as to be stressed. But if, if, if it's stress that I'm feeling, like if the root of that is fear, like what, um, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like, what Mm -hmm. is it that all this stress that I'm piling on, um, is there something that I'm actually afraid of in that? Is it, have I, am I afraid that I've taken on too much? Am I afraid that if I don't do enough, other people will judge me? Am I afraid that, um, you know, I'm falling behind if I don't do all this stuff? Am I afraid that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the the list of fears could go like, but but then once I once I like start listing that, I naming that, and be like, okay, you know, am I actually afraid of this? Like, what is the worst case scenario of? Yeah, what if I did take on too much and I actually can't complete all my projects? Like, which project is going to suffer? And right. then, you know, I pick that one, and then I'm like, wait a minute, like, does this person care if I don't finish this project? No, but without analyzing it, I've perceived that like, you know, my boss would be really angry. Right. And then, and then I can ask myself like, wait a minute, like, what if my boss is really angry? Like, what if that's you know, what what if that and like if my boss wouldn't actually be that angry? Like, why am I stressing about it? Why am I like triggering all these uh, fight or flight responses in my body? For no reason, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, what's the worst? I feel like I've been thinking about that a lot in my work. and But it, it's a dangerous path to go down because I feel like you could quickly say, well, like, nothing matters. <laughs> um, or at least that's sometimes what happens in my brain. It, it's, like, hard for me to find the in-between between, um, like, doing everything perfectly or just, like, removing myself from the situation. I've noticed that in activities in the past where I was either a hundred percent in, or I felt like if I wasn't in a leadership position, I wasn't like the perfect contributor. Um, then I think the fear of like letting people down or something just made me want to just leave it entirely behind. Um, so that like, yeah, that gray, gray area or like the medium, (laughs) medium contributions is something that's pretty hard for me to, to sit with for some reason (laughs) yeah I mean well I think to me the word stress I just like like oh that's the like like there's no curiosity with stress it's just like oh I'm stressed and that's how it is and like I gotta work through it and it's gonna be better um or like there's a lot of changes going on right now um and 
and yeah, I'm stressed because of it, but um, yeah, that's just how it is. Like we like kind of like grin and bear the stress and like, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, there's no way around it. But I think with fear, what I'd like to introduce is an element of like curiosity of like, what is it that I'm actually afraid of? Um, and is it worth triggering this response um, that could be like stress? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, I don't know, it's just an interesting um, framework to to analyze things. Like even as you talked about like perfectionism, like, you know, perfectionism leading to anxiety, stress, fear, what if I mess up? Um, but like, I think perfectionism is a bit of an illusion in this like, you know, um, this standard that we hold ourselves to, that we put our own bodies through, but like, you know, why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, that's, um, or like going back to what other way can I respond to this? And the reason why I say that is because I have been very good in the past at rationalizing situations that actually weren't good for me. And I had the the fear and the, the gut feeling, the stress. But what I did was I like convinced myself that I shouldn't feel the stress, but I didn't, or I shouldn't feel the fear, but I didn't actually change anything in the situation. And so I think like a lot, like sometimes the fear or the stress actually is valid, but like panicking won't necessarily help but actually like addressing the source is really important um and this conversation is making me think of something that happened i think it was two fridays ago where um so i'm like i met this person on bumble and we went on a few dates and then there was like this we were meeting up on a on the friday evening and we had like a pretty general understanding of when we were going to meet up in the evening and I wasn't hearing from him and I was like this is super weird like usually he's a lot more like on top of it I don't really know what's going on and I remember like walking I went to get takeout and then I was walking home and I think it's the first time I've actually had a panic attack or what I interpret as a panic attack because like all of a sudden all these like feelings from my past relationship started coming back to me but in a way that was like oh yeah I felt that I was in the flight mode like totally I couldn't think straight and I was just like like having a hard time breathing and just like feeling so terrified like it wasn't even stressing or I guess it's the same thing but it like actually felt like fear but it was like so crazy to feel that (laughs) in that moment um and then I like talked myself out of feeling it I was kind of like oh you know it like is not rational to feel this way and even though I had a gut feeling at that time I just like sort of brushed it over and didn't make a big deal out of it and then it turns out that like the situation completely shifted like a week later he like totally disappeared like got super distant didn't like just was a different person um and so now like I don't know I guess like in that moment even though the fear the panic was not warranted probably or wasn't helpful Mm. it was like a really important indicator that my body felt before my mind was able to observe what was going on Mm. so yeah I don't know it was just like that's what this makes me think of (laughs) 
And I'm like, wow, my body is so smart. Like, totally, <laughs> it, it like recognizes the signs in a way that, and and I like rationalized myself out of it, you know. So it's a delicate balance, I think. Mm, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, That's, dramatic. Um... <laughs> I'm um, sorry it didn't work out with that guy. That sucks. <laughs> okay. It was, um, it was short-lived. It was, uh, yeah, I think, well, he was listening to this podcast, so I'm curious to know if he still listened, but um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. It's just odd. Like, I think online dating is strange. There's a lot of, like, very... Like, you can think you know someone, and then it's just, like, it can – they can just disappear from your life because there's no, like, other connections. This is, right. like, the only connection, and mm. – which can be a good thing if you like, oh, I never want to see this person again. Or it can be, like, a really upsetting thing because you, you put trust into someone and open up and in a way that you just sort of think that it will be – that it won't just end so abruptly. But anyways, it's fine. <laughs> it was a Christmas breakup, which is not fun, but also had to happen. So Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. In conclusion, the body is wise. Listen to those gut feelings. Listen to the gut feelings and but also yeah, be like aware of the physical impact of those gut feelings and how you want to deal with them, maybe. Like maybe that's a compromise there or like a combining both of our mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. The body so wise. So wise. Yeah, so you know, just working on that relationship to the body. I think that goes back to the seasons thing. Mm. 2021 a year for great things great things yeah um yeah okay well maybe that's our episode maybe that's our episode hey how long was that was that short enough for my dad hey we're getting we're getting there 44 minutes itching itching ever closer now as long as we don't have a 15 minute outro (laughs) yeah the reason why is because my dad has let me know that the one hour episodes are a little long so we're working on it yeah i mean yeah listeners let us know if you all want them longer like we'll, we'll have a poll <laughs> we can yeah um but okay okay cool Th- thanks adele um yeah that's another one in the books um if you guys have any want to reach out uh you can reach us at our email which is fidgetpodcast at gmail.com i am checking it uh, I checked it last night. No email <laughs> as of yet, but that's okay. Um, we're also hopefully by now have our social media up, so you can also message us through there and like, yeah, send any ideas or if you want to be a guest or yeah, questions that we could address. That'd be really helpful. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank Take you. care, everyone. Happy 2021. Awesome. <laughs>